0: Next you, you had, the, you had the, you with the composure to calm down Torres after his yeah. game-winning goal. Look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could see me on camera, like waving <laughs> my hands, like "Don't come near me," like social distance, please. <laughs> yeah. Doopie Brothers Podcast, presented by Philadelphia Soccer Now. I'm Zachary out in Westchester, PA, joined by my co-host and brother.
0: I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 131, and I think we got a really special episode this week for you guys. We yeah, have we're all excited. we have AJ is d- doing his dad duties and is down in Florida with Disney with uh, the Mickey Mouse and doing the whole Disney thing with his family. So. <laughs> We called in the honorary Duper brother Zach Richman, our buddy, to fill in for his, in his spot, and I'm I'm excited for this episode, Zach. So thank you for being here with us. And can you just you know maybe share a little bit of uh, how you got to know us and, and your union fandom, maybe a little bit?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I remember a couple of years ago, this was maybe back in 2019. Uh-huh. I want to say yeah. Uh, our buddy Matt Ralph, uh, he texted me one day. He's like, "Hey, are you looking for a place to watch the Ethel or I can't remember what game it was, but the Atlanta United Philadelphia
0: Union like it was a playoff, playoff game. game." Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, like are you in Virginia? Like what's going on?" He's like, "You remember that podcast I sent you like AJ and Luke?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, like the Doopy brothers." He was like, "Well, they're doing like a watch party." out at this bar in Fredericksburg <laughs> and
0: watch, watch party is a generous term <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I was like oh shoot yeah I'm, I'm there Like, I'll, I'll definitely drive two hours to watch this game <laughs> with other union fans and I remember getting off work at like 4.30 and driving through like rush hour traffic to get to Fredericksburg uh, by uh, at, like 7.30, 8 o'clock and I, I get to the bar and you're There and you're like, Yeah, I'm in like the the union like jacket. I'm like looking around like the entire bar, and there's like maybe like 15 people there. Uh That's gotta be he's the only one here. And then AJ showed up, I think maybe five or ten minutes before kickoff, Uh and then it was us three for like the first half. And then I can't remember his name, but AJ's friend came along and just met us out. But that's I think that was. That was the origin story of, yeah you know the the third Doopy brother
0: it's yeah so. it's it's one of my favorite stories from this that came out of this podcast because yeah we never met zach before and he, he was willing to drive hours to a really <laughs> random kind of divey sports bar in frederick'sburg virginia to watch a union game and yeah you called it a watch party it was just us aj and i and yeah one other friend and uh Credit to Zach, that was awesome. I, I know the Union didn't win that game, but that was a memorable game because of that. And we, you know, made a great, you know, met met the third debut brother out of the out of that game. So, exactly. uh, and, it, exactly. and it's coming full circle here. Zach is making his hosting debut. We had you as a guest years ago, but uh, now 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 in the in the uh, in the co host seat. Let's let's get into these these games. The union are. Now on a two-game winning streak going from MLS season to Champions League. So let's start with Chicago. It was a a 1-0, not super exciting game, but, uh, you know, we got a late, nice goal from Torres. Zach, what did you think about this game? I know you have a kind of an interesting perspective watching this one.
1: Yeah, so I work with the company called Hawkeye who do the VAR for MLS. So, for every home game, I get to basically sit down next to the VAR monitor with a headpiece, and basically, or not a headpiece, an earpiece. And in that earpiece, I have the live audio from the assistant referees on the sideline, Atlanta, like the control room, and the head referee in the middle of the field. So, the head referee's mic is always hot. So, no matter what, it's picking up. <laughs> you know them running down the field like air like wind and then you get sometimes the interesting audio if the referee makes a questionable call you know you get players screaming expletives uh at the referee um but i was down on field level next to the monitor at the river end so if you are at a game and you see a guy just standing there please do not echo i'm normal guy who likes to watch soccer and um (laughs) yeah um so please don't please don't cuss at me uh for a bad decision because it's not my decision in the end but um it was it was very interesting um to say the least because the two red cards that happened in the game uh i got like the full explanation from atlanta uh as well as the uh referee in the middle of the field and then torres decided to run over to me and try and hug me when he scored. But I was like, hey, man, I can't get in trouble. So I was like, stay like five feet away, you know, like just cautionary, because, you know, like COVID and stuff. So it's like, please, socially distance, and celebrate right there.
0: <laughs> you the you, had the, you had the composure to calm down Torres after his yeah. game-winning goal. Look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could see me on camera, like <laughs> waving my hands, like, don't come near me. Like, social distance, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no that was it was really cool I got, I got a beer shower on that one yeah you so people were throwing their beers and whatnot
0: that, man yeah that that's pretty great and even though you' you're working that's that's a pretty great uh, pretty great spot to watch a game um okay. yeah. in this game what what were your takeaways because it wasn't it wasn't a, a vintage union performance but they got the job done what did you see on the field from the union?
1: yeah so one thing that i even noticed from like obviously like week one we just start out like super slow it seems like Mm -hmm. um i don't know what it is uh if the guys just need like a a punch in the face to kind of like wake up you know i feel like andre blake making big saves kind of does that in the first half like Mm -hmm. they'll almost like absorb so much pressure um but For this game, it just it just seemed chippy from the start, and I feel like Chicago is always a team that's going to be like it's going to be like a low scoring game. And I mean, it it was typical Chicago fashion. Came out chippy. There's obviously ex-Union players, so I feel like they have a point to prove. And I mean, it it didn't disappoint with challenges and everything like that. There were good chances on both sides. You know, I wish Carranza and Ali could stay on sides a little more. Yeah. You know yeah um but I mean overall had everything had goals had cards it had beer showers yeah it was it, it seemed like a good game overall in my opinion even though it was slow at points
0: yeah i I think yeah really the, what probably one of the biggest takeaways from this game was the andre Blake injury which with the win felt a little bit harsher because of because that injury um we we found out that he's it's it's like a grade one or grade a whatever the lowest tier of groin strain is so you should only be out for a couple weeks but that was that was a pretty big bummer bendy came in at like the 30th minute and didn't have to do too much unfortunately but he you know it's it's nice to have a backup like that but yeah i, I was a little rattled after break blake got injured uh, because yeah he was making some big saves in the beginning and, and uh he, it's just concerning to see blake go down
1: yeah so question for you yeah um this was the same exact injury that he had two years ago no
0: um i i can't i I, honestly i can't remember i don't know that it sounds right but i yeah i'm not sure
1: yeah okay because with having the microphone Mm -hmm. um if you so like when you watch this game if you go back and like watch you know like the full game highlights on apple tv you know, just got to drop that in there
0: because
1: uh-huh. uh, they, they sponsor us, right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that.
1: Yeah.
0: True professional day.
1: Um, eh? <laughs> 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 um, but after Andre, you know, takes the free kick, uh, everybody's kind of like focused on like downfield where the ball's going and everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, You just hear the, the AR, she goes, hey, Andre's down, um, he's not getting up. And that's when I immediately like, oh, shoot, yeah. what happened? Um, you see him limping back to goal, and earlier in the game, it looked like he got clipped on the ankle, on like a corner kick. So mm-hmm. he was like slow to get up with the ball. You know, he was hobbling a little bit. They even, I think, they had medical come out early in the game,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, to kind of help him out. But then I, I was like, oh shoot, it's his ankle again. You know, maybe like reaggravated it. But then I see him like holding like his his groin area, and I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is this isn't good. And then almost immediately, I think. Was it Shakiri played the ball to Casper, like right in front of right in front of Andre? And Dre still made the save, mm-hmm. which I I was like, that's <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, even as a healthy, hundred percent healthy, that's a that's a great save. So yeah, that was wild that he was hobbling and able to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but hearing the referee like they allowed play to continue after he made that save, and for some reason. I think look, Kai was the first one to the ball, and he decided to play it back upfield. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they knew he was injured, which is kind of scary, but yeah. the play continued, and they were coming back again. Um, and I, I watched this part back, but like Kai, for some reason, was on the right flank retrieving the ball, and it was like trickling out. You can see me on camera like waving my hands, like, don't touch it. Let it roll. Uh, Just let it go out. And then that's kind of when they carted Andre off. But, yeah. I mean... Yeah, kudos to him for still making that save. Yeah, injured, but I mean, scary moments for sure for these next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of bummer now that Matt Freeze is gone. But we have, you know, Bendix fine. He'll he'll be okay, and I'm sure we won't will need to see the other the the draft pick. But yeah, hopefully Blake will be back in, in, in time for to not miss too much too much games. But let's move on to CCL because that was a you know nice nice. An easier win, uh, a, a big performance in last last night in the cold. Another cold night. You were at this game, correct, Zach? Yeah. Not working though.
1: Yes, that's. I, yeah, I got to go with some. I got, actually took two of my coworkers who had never been to a Union game before. Um, so they had a blast. You know, I'm glad it was a blowout. But yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was freezing. It was very cold, but it was a good game. Very good game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I always wish you were doing VAR in this game because there's some some controversial no calls and, and then mm-hmm. some eventual VAR calls. But yeah, the, the wrapping of this one was a little bit suspicious. The early uh, God's Dog non-PK call was yeah very suspicious. And, and in the stands, we're thinking like, oh, maybe you know, I'm not super close to that side of the goal. thing. and oh, maybe maybe I'm missing something because it looked like a clear foul and they never showed the replay on the big board. But then I saw the replays afterwards, like, yeah, that, that's a, that was a PK call. And then yeah. fortunately it didn't, that wasn't the de- decisive call, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a rough, rough reffing performance there. But fortunately the union, you know, were, were the play, played like professionals and and got the job done. What did you think of Damien Lowe's performance?
1: So I, at the very beginning of the game, I was very excited to see Damien Lowe uh-huh. because um, I think you guys touched on it when you did like a pre like a like a preseason pod episode. You were like Damien Lowe, like one of our free, like free agents, or no, just like our like we because we ended up acquiring him from Miami. Like he had he had great numbers, mm-hmm. like and he's he seemed like one of those picks that like Ernst was able to find. Yeah, and I was I'm I'm very excited because as a defender now, like I'm like I want to see these guys play. Yeah, and um. He looked shaky in the beginning with his passing i will say um but i think the wind definitely had an effect on everybody
0: yeah yeah, it was crazy
1: for a bit um because i remember him kicking i think he was just trying to clear the ball and it like almost went like straight up and the wind just kind of like brought it back Mm -hmm. and i was like okay yeah i i mean i can't be too harsh but Getting a goal in his second appearance ever, I mean, granted, he's probably seven inches taller than every other player on the field that he's playing against, but, I mean, that's that's a huge, I I mean, personal win for him, and then, you know, getting his second start and getting his first goal, I think, I mean, overall, I think it was a great performance, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do like yeah the goal was great, and I, and I do like his defensive abilities. I I I was kind of nervous because you know we're so privileged to have these these great center backs in guys or Klesnitz and um and Elliot, but he he wasn't much of a a downgrade in terms of quality. Like he's he's not. He, he, I'd say he's definitely better than, than Stu Finley was, and <laughs> and he's maybe just a step below our, our two starting center backs. But yeah, he I I was very comfortable with him handling this game, and yeah. then and we had a couple other. uh not changes, but um, uh, new guys get get onto the board. But well, Prius P- P- had a brace, um, so we have we're getting all of our, all of these signings contributing to this to, to to the union goal scoring, which is which is pretty awesome that these guys yeah. are already getting comfortable and and in getting into this uh in, into the, the the goal scoring because our offense isn't exactly clicking right now, but but these guys are getting it done.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely found it interesting just to kind of see his. I guess not available. I don't know what the word is, but it's almost just like his adaptability. Because I'm pretty sure the first game he played next to Jack, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Second yeah. Yeah, because he rotated glasses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I thought that was cool because obviously Jack and Jake have like their preferred sides. Sure. So like him having to go from right to left, like that's that's really good to see that because I know a lot of center backs have a preference on a side that they like to play. Sure. So, I found that super. Interesting to the fact that he's just able to adapt like that, which right. I mean, as a professional, you should be. But like in a in a Champions League game, I mean, I think that's pretty important to see. Yeah. Um. But I I was very very thrilled with his performance last night.
0: And not only that, he was able to play in front of two different goalkeepers <laughs> exactly. because, uh, you, you know, like it, when when we when we signed him, it was like, oh, it's great. He already knows. I'm sure he already knows. Blake the most Jamaicans, they play on the national team together. I'm sure they already have like you know a bit of some chemistry, but. Going from his first union game with Blake, and then second game with with Bendik, and you know I'm sure they know each other by now. They're they're on the same team, but uh, it it just it also just adds to, the, to what you're saying. His, his adaptability into and in, in integrating into this roster seamlessly it's it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just it's just nice to see you know us getting a goal scoring Jamaican back
0: yeah, yeah. So. now we need it, it's, it's just it has to be, now it's just a union tradition you know maybe next we'll get a what michael antonio uh, he'll come next right <laughs> that'd be that would be a
1: great great summer side yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Ernst, Ernst is on it he's got it um yeah so after Lowe low scored uh there was um that was it was the red card it was was kind of the next big event and then you kind of learning cruise control from there and gazdag finally got his pk and and
1: yeah, Gostok had a hat trick last night. Basically,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. He he was. <laughs> I think there's a couple couple moments where he felt like he was trying to really going for the call and, and making a show of, of the of the contact, but he definitely earned fi- finally earned that PK call and, and buried it. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: But I mean, it was definitely that to that PK. Anyway, um, he the defender definitely tried the hand of God, like, last night. Like it, oh, was, yeah. it was very obvious from, because I'm right behind that net, it was very obvious that my guy just, like, straight up just reached his hand out and yeah. tried to act like he was heading it. It's a very conca-calf move, I will say that.
0: And, and I mean, oh it's a guy can't game. You never know what you can get, what you can get away with. Uh, you know, fortunately, there were, you know, maybe not fortunately, but there's, you know, no dog in this game, so it's a little less less wild from the uh, the crowd <laughs> antics. But you never know what could happen in, in these CCL games and uh, you know, what this ref's going to call, honestly. But um, uh-huh. yeah, the Union guy, they they are advancing they, with with the 0 win. They're going to play Atlas next. Um, Zach, you're a big Atlas fan. What, what's your what's your uh, r- scattering point on them?
1: oh yeah guadalajara is where they play i think right sure. down, in, down in mexico you,
0: you tell me man you I, tell I me
1: i i don't know a thing about atlas yeah well All i know is that he holds the world right like that's like the greek there you mythology go. dude that has like the world on his back that's
0: that's that's the that's a very good doobie brother scouting report that that's right <laughs> right on brand i appreciate that <laughs>
1: So uh, hopefully, you know, we're able to, you know, knock them off their perch, per se. But
0: yeah, there you I mean, go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll, we'll... be, it'll,
1: it'll be nice to see him play
0: in the Champions League. Yeah, we got we got a couple weeks to to, to build on this guy report, but yeah, that, that's going to be fun. It's good that you're still in it, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a big 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 win. All right, Zach, our our classic. First half end of un- end of end of the first half segment is the union best, union worst. So give me who is who is who what player would you say would, would be your union best from the, the two games, Chicago and CCL?
1: Ooh, that's really tough. Um because Chicago I definitely think Baizo mm-hmm. as much as that pains me. Um because I, I I'll be honest, like I I was never really a big fan of Bizo. When we first brought him in, Uh because I I was one of the very few Ray supporters. Oh, of that Um, hipster over here. Yeah, yeah, you know me. (laughs) Um, But I mean, he's definitely grown on me over the last two seasons. Uh huh. Um, So, and I also love Nate. Like, how can you not root for that guy? Yeah. So, anytime like they both play, it's just like, all right, well, we got quality on the right. Yeah. But so, definitely best Baizo for Chicago Uh, last night. Best. Is either low or Perea. Okay. Uh, so I gotta I got think about my worst. But
0: okay. I'll, yeah, I'll go. I was yeah. I was actually gonna also. I was gonna go from a Union right back as the Union best because from the both games, I I agree with Bizo had a great Chicago game. I, I I love Nathan Harrell's game. I I get that he's not starting over Bizo because Bizo is great too. But every time I see Nate play, he is always making the right decision. He's always so balanced when he's tracking of tracking an attacker and, and, and just making the right decision defensively and offensively he's not as aggressive offensively and that's kind of where his 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 quality is a little less than Pizo and that's why how Pazo gets to start but he is just a, such a smart steady player that I'm never even against Alianza who's got guys that I'm sure he's he didn't really know before coming into this matchup he, he, he was handling these guys and it's just great to see yeah. him, him get those get those minutes um, all right you got a union worst.
1: Um, for the Chicago game,
0: even yeah, I,
1: even even last night, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, Martin, and AJ's not gonna like this, but it's definitely Martinez.
0: Okay, okay. You know,
1: um, I think there's from art from sporting serotonin, uh-huh. the two Zacks can agree that Martinez is probably not our favorite player. Okay, but he in both those games, um, there are situations where he tries to get too fancy on the mm-hmm. ball and he'll try and like cut it back three or four times yeah. and then try and play an outside the foot pass, uh-huh. you know, over the top and it just goes right to a defender on the opposing team. Yeah. Um. So both, I mean, yeah, last night definitely Martinez for me. Okay. Um, but Chicago, Chicago was just like, maybe Ula just because of like him just being silent again.
0: So. Yeah, that's right, I was gonna go with Ula. Uh, Cause even last night when he got into the game, he had an assist, but he like that's a game where you expect him to be able to find a goal, and it's yeah. great that you know the, the other guys got on the board, but and he didn't really need to. But that that's kind of the game where he he should be able to find his his confidence and bury it, an easy goal and, and get into it. But in the Chicago game, he really hey, he, he was offsides a lot. He's not super involved offensively, and even less so than what we saw last year, which was kind of a peak at what we thought his potential could be. And then hopefully this year he was he'd be settled in and he could you know. Go full speed, but he—it's almost like he's regressed since last year. So hopefully, just eating—you know—he finds that confidence and and he's just in a, a bad run of form right now. But it's it's getting to be a little concerning because we we kind of had some high hopes for him this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, do you almost bring in Joaquin to play next to I mean, Garanza here?
0: Yeah, because like... he's he's playing great and he's kind of earning that that starting spot and can shows that he can be a starter not just a super sub so yeah I, I i'm not against that
1: i i mean it's sad because like you said like we we saw like potential last season like he would get into he would get chances i think it was the montreal game he had like a breakaway the, like the second he came on yeah yeah he just put it right at the keeper right. but like even like leading up to his first goal like you could see him like it was just like, all right, he's he's applying all this pressure. It's it's just good, bound to happen, and it's just going to come. Right. It's just going to flow. And then this year, it's like, dude, just can't catch a break.
0: Right. Um, yeah. You know
1: almost feel for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's definitely he's not a guy to to just cut ties from, and he, he's definitely worth you know giving giving him minutes, know. and he can he can get get going but yeah because it's even yeah like last year we were like oh so excited he can get behind the back line which is something we didn't really have because it was you know we're dealing with like shabilko before and we didn't have any speed but now like even like going back to torres like he was doing a lot against alianza last night so if he can do that and he's in, in a nicer run of form right now maybe just give him the minutes and have you will be a super sub until he can you know find his form
1: exactly yeah. I, I agree with you completely there
0: alright well on that note let's take a break when we come back we'll have you know a couple of random things to talk about and preview the Montreal game alright welcome back everyone it's the Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by Philadelphia Soccer now I'm still here with honorary Doobie brother Zach Richmond Zach you hinted at you talked about a little bit the, your VAR gig tell me how you got into this and kind of what the role what you do as the VAR assistant or whatever your title is
1: Yeah, for sure, so it's actually kind of funny. Uh, I got a text one day, uh, maybe like an hour before, like I think it was the first Union game of last year, so the Minnesota game, um, from my buddy Stevie, uh, from Liberty, where we went to college. And Stevie goes, hey, are you coming out to the the Union game today? I'm like, heck yeah Stevie, Like I'm with my boys from Serotonin, Like you should come to the tailgate and we'll have a beer. He's like, I can't, and I'm like, why like what's going on he's like I actually work for the referees now uh I work VAR I'm like you're kidding he's like yeah what side of the stadium are you sitting on I know you like sit in row A and I was like uh I sit on the non-river end he's like that's the end I'm sitting on like I'll totally see you so Stevie comes over uh I say hi because I hadn't seen him since I got back or since I left for England so I want to say like maybe even 2018 so it had been, like, three years since I would seen Stevie, and we were really good friends in college. Um, we played soccer together and everything like that. Um, but Stevie was like, yeah, like, I'm actually about to move down to UBA and start a job in, like, their ticket office for their football team. Like, do you want to take over my job doing this? And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I basically get to listen to the referees. I get paid to watch the union, and I sit – on basically the field level and I'm like I will take that in a heartbeat. So um Ben calls me like the the head like VAR guy. He's like, "Hey, like Steve recommended you. He also said you went to the same school, like I went there too." So you basically have this job already. And I was like, "Cool. Like when do I start?" And he was like, "All right, you're gonna start the I think it was the DC United game where I think we scored a touchdown uh-huh. and Carranza had a hat trick." So that was really cool for that to be like my first game, and I think that was the last game that the Union pl- or that any MLS team played where the referees weren't in Atlanta, and they were in the control room in the back. Gotcha. So this was like before like Atlanta like the, the war room or whatever they want to call it. Uh-huh. So, uh, going into that, I got to meet the guys that were doing like the calls in the back room the head referee, which I meet the head referee in the ARs every game, like they'll walk over, they'll say hi, but like this was like an in-depth like debrief kind of deal, and uh, so we got to basically run through the roster and they were like, hey, like these are the players we need to look out for, like we know Kai Wagner has a record Jose Martinez has a record like they're gonna play physical, they're gonna be expletives you know, another word for jerks they're gonna be jerks Uh. to the referees um yeah so like i mean and it was just cool to see that side of things where they were kind of just going through like the list of players and like hey these are their tendencies like let's look out for these things uh but make sure this isn't like a game that gets out of hand and i think it was a pretty good game i mean we won six nothing i believe six or seven nothing
0: seven yeah yeah yeah. seven seven seven, yeah
1: and uh caranza had his hat trick single roll had everything Uh and uh, and then I got Paul into it because Stevie's brother was the other VAR assistant and he actually ended up, I think he was like moving to Wyoming for his job. Okay. So they were like, do you know anybody? I was like, let me ask. And I asked Paul, our our captain of Saratone, he was like, oh my gosh, I would love nothing more to vent to, you know, get paid to watch the union on the field level. Uh-huh. And so we've been doing it ever since. And yeah, so that's kind of the background of how I got that. But right. basically I just sit at the... The monitor and make sure the monitor works for when they have to come over and make a make a decision.
0: Does it ever not work? Like, are you ever panicked when like they're coming over and like you have to get out of FIFA the FIFA game and and go to the VAR app or whatever it is?
1: So, hypothetically speaking, there may or may not have been some times where the audio from Atlanta cut out Uh in game, Um, and so if there was any call that they had to do where they had to revert back to var they would have to go to like the medical table in the middle of the field okay so if you ever see the referee run over to that table and pick up a phone like uh-huh. an actual phone uh-huh. it's because the audio's down gotcha right but you everybody knows when they do this the, like the box thing and then they run over to the monitor yeah, yeah so like i think mls is the only league that has two monitors Okay. For VAR. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, for instance, the CONCACAF Champions League, they had one monitor in the middle of the field, right in front of fans, which Uh is like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because they can just like scream, they can like throw stuff at them. At least, like, the monitors for the MLS games, there's like a gap between like the fans and the referee. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, so like I mean they go to that and we just stand there and sometimes you get on camera and you get yelled at by the Apple TV <laughs>
0: cameramen to get out of the way
1: but I mean you get on TV a couple times and you do some funny stuff and you you get to watch the game from yeah. like one of the most unreal seats in the house um and then you get to hear all the players chatting yeah. chatting up the referee
0: Yeah, is there like an absurd a conversation or, or, or thing you've ever heard from these games like what's what's some of the things that stand out stood out to you that you've heard from these these mics
1: so one of the craziest things from the Chicago game um two things actually so Kai Kamara got his yellow card uh in a conversation with Kai Wagner uh Kai Wagner said something to him and, and Kai is like known for like kind of like stirring the pot a little bit sure like Jose Martinez um so Kai said something to Kai, uh, Kamara, uh, and Kamara said something back, and Kai was just like, dude, look, at," he's like trying to get the referee's attention, and he's like, look what he's saying to me, like, do something about this. Uh, the referee told him to calm down, and Kamara called him a very, very wrong expletive, nothing like racist or anything like that, but just like something you would hear in like a competitive game, sure. but he said it to the referee, and the referee was like, yeah, no, we're not
0: doing
1: that. He gave him a card. So... That was, that was really funny to hear uh-huh. um, because if you, I wish there was like a, like a camera on me because out of nowhere I'll just start giggling and the security <laughs> guard's like dude why are you laughing? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just hear everything that's going on. Um, but then like I think Casper said something. He was just like I could breathe out my nose. And you would give me a yellow card to the referee. And Casper did nothing wrong. He was just going up to talk to the referee and he starts screaming this at him. And the referee goes, dude, I don't even know what that means. Like, what?
0: what?" That's hilarious.
1: Um, So, I mean, it's stuff like that. But then it's also really cool because obviously MLS is a lot of English speaking players and then more so than not spanish-speaking players there's not usually a lot of in between like countries like german or french we don't really get to see a lot of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so it is really cool when you have like a bilingual referee because like a lot of times you'll just be hearing like him talk to a player like jack elliot
0: uh-huh. like
1: only speaks english i want to say right and then immediately switches yeah. to spanish to talk to jose martinez to yeah. calm down that's it's cool. like it's so automatic yeah so I have respect in that regard. Yeah. And they do review every single play that happens. Every offsides every tackle. Like they're looking at everything. Like the camera does not miss. Concacaf? I don't know. Uh-huh. What fair, there, fair. But I I I have no words, but for at least the Hawkeye side of things, it rarely misses.
0: Yeah, gotcha. And they
1: talk through everything, and ever since I took this job, I've had a different perspective on the referee. I mean, granted, I still scream at casa refs, uh-huh. even though they don't have that technology. But yeah. I mean, for professional referees, it's I'm I, that standard. Like I I know what they go through, and I know that they look at absolutely everything. Yeah, so, that's cool. But I mean, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. I love it. And I'm excited for this season to kind of see what other stories unfold. Yeah. Do,
0: do you have like a favorite ref now that you like worked with a handful of these guys now?
1: I don't know his last name, but it's Lucas. I think he's okay. from like, I think he's European. Okay. He's from like a Eastern European country, but Lucas, oh, it's like spelled weird too. It's like L U K A S Z. Huh. I, I don't know how to say his last name.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And I also have, I don't know the referee's name, but when I see him, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a chippy game.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um,
1: because he also refed at the World Cup, and I texted Paul immediately. I was like, how did this guy get this job? Is that this dude is...
0: Marufo? Mar... Is that, is he the one? Jar Marufo?
1: I got to look him up real quick. Jar Marufo. Ref. That's what I'm gonna type Jair Mar oh wait a second. Yup.
0: Is that it? Okay.
1: Yup. Uh-huh. A hundred percent in. Okay. One hundred percent in. I was like, how did he make it to the World Cup? Because I think the one game I can't remember who they were playing but he was screaming at his assistant referees because they weren't indicating like a stoppage of play so uh-huh. he was just, like letting stuff go yeah, yeah he's he's screaming he's cussing his ars out like this is so unprofessional <laughs> That's and they get rated
0: oh uh, yeah rated
1: on every game that they huh. so like i was very surprised when i saw him in guitar gotcha. of all places refing
0: yeah
1: reffing a, a very important game
0: gotcha. so well yeah interesting thanks thanks for sharing that's that's enough ref talk i think we 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 need to have in this episode (laughs) but that that is an an interesting perspective so zach you and i are on one of the coolest soccer teams maybe the second coolest soccer team in philadelphia after the union and sporting serotonin and and we're we're both you know killing killing it on the back line and uh so maybe I'll, i'll let you Tell, tell me what sporting serotonin is all about and give maybe give a, give us a little promo
1: honestly it's one of the biggest things that we say it's all about the vibes uh, just kind of being an outlet for positive mental health through competitive yet respectful play i think is the best way to put it yeah um so like i hinted earlier like i mean i still yell at referees but at the end of the game i still shake their hands like i'm respectful about it just having that competitive nature and that outlet to better my mental health is kind of what we're about and i mean we get to play together every week
0: it's pretty great yeah
1: yeah i mean we're huffing and puffing back there yeah you know half the guys we play against are faster
0: than us yeah there's a lot of young kids yeah
1: Mm -hmm. like last week we lost 4-1 but that team also shouldn't be in our division yeah so it's it's crazy but I mean it's a lot of fun you know getting to play on the opposite side of the back line yeah we haven't done any crazy passes to each other yet which I think we should we should, hey. we should try
0: yeah the you know? seasons early we'll, we're, we'll get there you know once we're a little more I, I needed to work on my touch a little bit after that that game so once once that's back there we can we can try some stuff it'll be more fun yeah
1: I mean from at least for me that was the first time I touched a ball since our playoff game. And like I don't I can't remember what the was did you play in our last like the final game?
0: No, I missed both the playoff games. So my last game was, you know, three weeks before you. So yeah.
1: So maybe October and it so that's what, like four months?
0: Yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: So like I mean it's it's bound to happen. But like I mean, we have a lot of a lot of the same guys returning. I think we lost one or two guys. Uh-huh. One to another team and then one to injury
0: yeah and then we have
1: a couple guys like a lot of you know bright rising stars and then guys that are returning that have really you know shown that they're willing to go again and get better that we're excited about so yeah and we just became an llc too which is even cooler
0: yeah some legit so. stuff that you know shout out to paul catrino and and you and and Jack Rummel and R- R- Rob and everyone that, that's contributing to the team—it's it, really cool that it's, what it's become in such a short amount of time. So, and at anyone is welcome to come watch us. It's—we're uh, we, always posting our games on on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's a fun time. You know, maybe the once the weather's a little better, it'll be more interesting to go out to. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun.
1: No, for sure. And I also think you need to—you know—you need to be talked about. Uh, Luke is also like our head graphic designer oh, yeah. for a lot of this stuff and I mean I don't know if Paul wants me to say this but for the future we have some new jerseys coming out
0: some fun stuff will, will, will come out in yeah. in the future yeah and it, it's cool to, to get to be a part of that and have some fun with, with some of the design stuff because that's yeah like you said that, that obviously that that is my background so being able to contribute to the team in that way has it, been fun and and Paul lets me kind of do what do do a lot of fun stuff with it. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, but all right, moving on to some, some more, more professional soccer. Uh, we union have Montreal this, this weekend and Montreal has been not great this year after being the second best Eastern conference team last year. So we're going up to Montreal. They have yet to win a game and, even though it's an away game, I think it's sh- yeah. it should be a win for the unit. I expect us to win. Zach, what, what's what's your feelings about this game in Montreal?
1: After Montreal not getting a win yet in the season, mm-hmm. and us coming off to, I mean, obviously like a 90th minute winner in the Champions League, I think you know this could potentially be a trap game True. for us. Um, so I, I really do feel like it's a coin flip. It's just a matter of you know who's going to show up you know are we going to get the who uh who hasn't been producing yeah you know are we going to get the Carranza that you know can can put two in the back of the net with ease like yeah. it, it really it, I feel like it's a coin flip for this game
0: mm-hmm.
1: um obviously I think you can come out on top but what are your thoughts
0: yeah okay gonna win? not only have Montreal not won they haven't scored yet isn't that crazy I just that I just is, noticed that. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah that's, pretty crazy. that's that's wild. But yeah, I I agree. Yeah, it it it's I'm less confident in our in our attack right now. Like as as you you alluded to, but I do think we we have the firepower to to take care of this team who's clearly struggling and not uh, they don't know what they're doing. And and I saw that Kamal Miller, one of their their best players, is going to be out this game. So. That's that just adds to the fact that we should win this game no matter who's who's starting. And it's interesting, because, you know, Joaquin Torres might want a little bit of a re- revenge game coming from Montreal, and and that they let 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 him go even though they clearly could have used him. So I don't, I'm sure he has that in the back of his mind and wants to continue his nice his nice form to start this year. So I, yeah, I feel confident. I I I really don't care who starts but um to, who do you expect to see from the union in the uh in the lineup
1: oh that's a good question so with the midweek game I know Carranza is one of those guys that it doesn't seem like he gets hurt and he just always wants to run mm-hmm. do you I obviously want Joaquin Torres to start this game mm-hmm. obviously because of that reason I think him coming off the bench is beneficial but I think You'll get more out of him if he starts this game, sure. just because of what it means. Um, but do you start Mikel Ua next to him, just because he, you know, came off the bench in the CCL game, or do you start Carranza? So, like, I think that's like my big debate for this. Because
0: yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that the debate has become who starts with Torres. Um, but I, yeah, I, I still think I would, I would stick with Carranza. Um, I think he's. I don't think he's probably as effective off the bench. I feel like he's he's able to like find the game and and as a starter he can he figures out where how to score and how to be most effective. And I feel like you with his speed and his ability to get behind the line, I feel like that's that leads to being a more effective sub. So I, I think I would still I would stick with I would go with um, Carranza and Torres up top if 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 you was not 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 gonna go. So I am on board with with that. If yeah, what do you think?
1: And don't get me wrong, like I'm not for writing off McKell. Oh yeah. I can come we, off the bench. Yeah, we, we get
0: what you're I saying, think, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like I mean I like for event like for revenge purposes and yeah, just yeah. like being able to bring that energy, I think yeah. Joaquin's gotta be in the lineup somewhere.
0: Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean it would be it would be really cool to see him start this game. Yeah. Um but the midfield is interesting because obviously you're gonna want flock back. In the midfield because he didn't play.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be fresh. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, it, I think we, we probably will see like at the standard diamond, Martinez flock, Badoya and, uh, and God's dog. I, I wouldn't be, again, seeing more Perea. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm not super 100% sold on him, but the brace obviously helps. And I, I think he, he could grow into being a great Badoya replacement when, when Badoya ends up retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know if, if he if they throw him this start and Bedoya wants to not play on Montreal's turf I you know I'm fine with that. Um,
1: I mean that's a good point because like obviously like as you get older like your body starts to deteriorate sure. but like turf for those older guys turf hurts
0: yeah like, yeah I
1: don't, I don't think you're ever gonna find a guy that's just like I mean unless you're playing in like a beer league. Sure. on saturdays or sundays it's like
0: and you prefer oh, turf, over a, turf over over a patch of, of dirt so yeah
1: yeah like i mean you're not playing on like crappy grass like yeah a lot of these a lot of these fields are really really nice grass yeah like, no nah, i mean that that's a good point luke i didn't even think about that but maybe you do give bedoya a break because he played midweek but one because of the implications that turf can have, and you don't want to lose sure. a player to an injury yeah. that could be potentially a season-long injury, right? Because of a field surface. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, I'm really, I didn't think about that.
0: And we, uh, yeah, and, and, and we, and CCL is still a factor. It's not like the immediate um, following game because we, we, but it's you know early April is when that 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 next fixture fixture will be. So we want to make sure you know keep our guys healthy and you know hopefully. Blake is the only guy we have to worry about for, for that. And we don't want to I don't want to cut cause any more injuries with, with Badoya or anybody else. But uh, yeah. And back to the attack, I I as much as I, I like the idea of um you being the first guy off the bench, I also I want to see more of uh, Quinn Sullivan. I think he's been super effective with his minutes, so like if if we also just maybe want to give you the week off and, and get more of Sullivan that'd be great too I'm, I'm really this conversation is speaking more to our depth than like our our lack of attackers it's it's just, yeah I like seeing Quinn a lot and, and I don't think he needs to be a starter but uh, giving him more, more sub minutes would be great
1: no I agree I think either you or AJ touched on it last week too with like seeing Quinn get more time just because Corey went off to New York
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but he definitely gives you like that, almost that shot of adrenaline on yeah. the bench that Corey used to. Right. Um, I mean, he did get his goal called back against Chicago. Yeah. But like yeah. that's that's one of the even like last night coming off the bench for ten minutes, like you you see he's just not afraid. Right. To attack one, but he's always going to be the first guy to the ball, and he's always going to run at one hundred and ten percent. He doesn't care if he barrels through the guy. Yeah. Like he's always going to attack the ball. So, I mean. I'm I'm also very excited to see Quinn, so that that would be really cool to see him get more minutes yeah. on Saturday.
0: So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you don't have any more any other things we want to discuss, but do you want to give a, a preview or a, a prediction on this game? What do you think the score is going to be?
1: Oh, that's a good one. You know, it would be really cool to see a goal from a defender
0: in this okay. game. Yeah.
1: Maybe like a Kai Wagner free kick. Free kick.
0: There you go. Kai
1: Wagner free kick. Yeah. Um, or maybe. You know, Bizo gets on the board, but I don't think did Jacob Lesnus score it all last season. I don't think so. So maybe we he's, maybe he's due. There. Yeah, maybe he's due. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the bet
0: for the betters out there. You no, know, Jacob Lesnus anytime goal scorer. Hey, I I might make that bet. I'm a I'm a sucker for those those kind of bets. Um, yeah, I like that. So what would you said, one zero, one zero. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go two one. I think I think Montreal might get some scrappy goal, and we'll get. I say we'll get a, a brace from Gazdag. AJ likes to call a brace, so I'll, well, in his absence, I'll I'll, I'll predict a brace.
1: Are we Are we talking two PK goals, or are we talking <sighs> one PK, one regular goal, or two like outstanding finishes? Two, like what?
0: Two run of I play goals. Two run of play okay. goals. No PKs. He's he's had enough of those already. These will mm-hmm. be nice nice well well worked union transition goals okay yeah i like that i I like that that a lot okay um all right anything else you want to talk about zach well before we wrap up
1: um to hint back to the montreal game yeah uh it's it that it probably goes back to them not scoring enough but georgie Mahalovich's absence from the
0: team oh yeah yeah
1: so that probably hints at a lot of why they're not getting as much production on the offensive (laughs) side of things but that's all i wanted to touch about um
0: and and that's that's another point why torres getting sold makes no sense because he could have filled in into that that kind of role so it it just it's it was a weird one but yeah that's that's a good 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 shout good shout
1: um. Yeah, but the question I wanted to ask you, uh, as we're both defenders for serotonin. Yeah. If you had to pick a five-a-side team, uh-huh. a draft per se. Okay. Me versus you. Yeah. Um. Snake draft. Snake draft. Okay. Of only defenders of the Philadelphia Union of all time.
0: Okay. Who, what
1: are your picks? Okay. If you, if you just had to pick. Disregard, disregard the draft. Who are your five defenders?
0: Okay, sure. I like this. Okay, I think
1: putting you on the spot. Yeah, question. I didn't give you this before.
0: No, I like it though. I like it though. Okay, so my 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 five defenders for a five aside. I I th- I think I have to go Wagner. He's mm-hmm. he, he's just too good. Um, I want to go. It's gonna be so recency biased, but I, I do want to go Elliot and Glazness. All right, so I'm gonna go okay. just three current guys. I to, I want to find some older guys to take now because it, it, it's these guys are too good. Um, yeah. who else? I I want to go Keegan Rosenberry. He's a personal fan, personal favorite of of AJ and mine.
1: Right, AJ I, named his son after. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. So yeah, I'd have. So I. I in my in this formation, I have two center backs, Jake and Jack, and then I've got Wagner and and Rosenberry. So I need like another like kind of attacking fullback. I'm. I like want to go Baizo, but I think I'm, I'll, I'll go Shane Williams. He scored some nice goals, and he's got like a, a. I know he had a bunch of assists that one year, so I think he okay. could be another a good attacking option from this defensive Fair. five aside. Fair.
1: And then if you need like a throw in of any kind, there, yeah, yeah. A, a big big
0: throw in for a five aside. <laughs> that's that's a crucial crucial tactic. I like it. He
1: could, he could be your goalie. He could be your right, there you go there you go.
0: I'm trying Just to think if I'm ball. missing anyone, but I I feel pretty good about those picks. Do you do you have anyone else on the, on in your on your hypothetical team?
1: Obviously, I'm gonna have to go with two from your team. Yeah, uh, you gotta take Jake. Jacob Gleznis for uh-huh. his shooting ability, uh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Kai for his distribution.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but now we're going straight vibes. Okay. So you got Fabinho Ooh. with his bald headedness. Yeah. Right, and his, his left, so I, the left foot is really a really good attribute to have because yeah. not many people use their left foot. And Fabinho only ever uses his left foot, he It yeah. is his right, right? Uh-huh. So we'll have him, we'll have Kai, Jacob, Jeff Park,
0: Ooh. oh man hair. he's his that's long, good long hair that's good and then deep um, cut too
1: yeah no and what did he play like one season with us maybe two seasons yes yeah. um so jeff park and then obviously i talked about it earlier but you know my boy ray
0: yeah okay
1: he's not gonna score no but he'll pass
0: and he'll defend like a dog and he'll smile and he'll tuck his jersey in and he'll look great doing it exactly I like it exactly. all right I I, I want to take I, I take take back one of my picks I forgot about Mark McKenzie <laughs> I needed to put Mark McKenzie in my team I'm going to probably take out Chaney Williams and yeah. I'm going to put in McKenzie because I, I'm a big I was a big fan of his and he's he was always so smooth defensively and offensively on and off the ball that I think he could he could do the job yeah yeah okay all right yeah, That. I, that's a
1: good one that's a good
0: one too I, I yeah. knew I forgot one
1: and shout out Austin Trusty. Yeah, for getting a call up.
0: Yeah, they both did. Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mhm. Lots of union guys in the in the most recent USA call up.
0: Yeah, we got yeah Brandon in there. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm. Cool. All right, um, Zach. Thank you for for joining me in this. I think this was a success. AJ's going to be so excited to hear this podcast and 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 hear that you 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 did a great job. Um. Yeah. Just yeah, thanks, and and maybe tell us where where we can find you on social media.
1: Yeah, so if you want to, uh, I actually don't remember my Twitter. Name. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll look it up.
1: Uh, but if you see Weston McKinney's burner on Twitter, uh-huh. I, and I'm pretty sure it's Zach underscore isn't underscore rich. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that's me. Uh, but I know that for a fact to be my Instagram. So. Zach underscore isn't underscore rich. That's my Instagram. Yeah. On my Twitter right now. Um, Yeah. So if you go to, it's the same thing on Twitter. There you go. Um, Easy enough. My name is Weston McKinney's Burner Part Two. And then my (laughs) profile picture is Alexi Lalas uh, in the guitar. I don't know what it is, but yeah. like the the robes. From,
0: yeah, from the World Cup. Yeah, yeah yeah. 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 I don't know if you can.
1: Oh wait, let me get that yeah. right there. That's can, so funny. You can't. Obviously, the listeners can't see it. But
0: yeah, I can show you. that's good. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, yeah. Find Zach there, and Zach. I'm sure this won't be the last time you you guest appearance on this pod. So thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. And keep on being good people. Union goals. goal